The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. We are here at the round table. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. That's not the official name, but that's my name for it. It's not round, though. <laughs> it's round. What shape is it, Ash? It's a hectagon. <laughs> there we go. We learned that. We were going through we were going through the shapes yes, the other day, and we couldn't figure out what. I always thought hectagon had five sides. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, well, I you know what? Know. The pentagon is know. five. That's actually, duh, OK. Um, shout out to Nagin for correcting me. Pentagon is five, hectagon is six. Got it. Here we are. Man. Well, luckily, this is not geometry. This is paper route, and we're going to be talking all things football today. It was a hectic, hectic day in the NFL. It was a hectic gone Sunday. It was a what? Hectic gone Sunday. <laughs> yeah, they like the joke, no? <laughs> It was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Some will say it was a little bit uh, underwhelming NFL Sunday because the Cowboys weren't playing. You know everybody loves to talk about the Cowboys for good, bad, or indifferent, but don't worry because they are playing tonight against the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll dive into that. It's a game that I'm a little uh, nervous about, to say the least. Mm. But um, listen, what did you guys do this weekend before we dive into anything fun? I like to chill on the weekends and just, matter of fact, it was a big time little league football game my way. Delray Rocks boy versus Boyne Bulldogs. So many NFL stars come from those two little cities. Right. So it, it was You know, live. I used to cover youth live. football, right? Yeah. Did you go out there? Yeah, I was yeah. out there. Everybody was out there. It was like a who's who out there. It was, it was nice. Why you didn't text me? I should have. I should have. You should have pulled up. There's nothing like uh, youth football in South Florida. It's, 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 it's a it's thing. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I actually learned that from experience, my first job in sports was covering youth football for NBC. And um, I used to cover everything from like the Liberty City Warriors yeah, to like Flow Riders right? team, the Snoop Dogg. Yep. And I was like, this is not a joke. Yeah. This is like Friday Night Lights <laughs> for little people. For no, real. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. All right, guys. So um, first and foremost, let's start it off like this. Before I'm going to start with you, what stood out to you last 
week or last week, yesterday, yesterday, last night um, in the NFL world. That it was no dominant teams in the NFL like I've been preaching since the season started. Ooh, what a so take. everybody wanted to crown the 49ers after the Cowboys right. wins, right? But we forget that they only beat the Cardinals, the Giants, the Steelers, and they beat the Rams by like a touchdown. So again, they had the best game mm. when the Cowboys had their worst and nobody's that much further away from everybody else in the league. So everybody's in a mesh. So I think this is going to be the best playoffs Come on, ever. Big. Come on, big. listen, I do. Think I actually don't disagree with that, though. I do. Listen, I do. It's think still early, though. It's still early. I'm this telling season. you. Yeah. Listen, I do. I do think that it's going to be an amazing second half of the season, postseason. It's going to be interesting. What I hear you saying is there's more parity. I get that. But, bro, like, come on. You've been on. You've been in the locker room before. 49ers losing the game. The Eagles losing the game. You know, hell, even the Dolphins. The Dolphins got blow, blew out, right? Blown out. Blew out. They got blew <laughs> out. <laughs> so even, but, but, like, so we've been in those situations before where we know you can drop a game or two any given Sunday, but doesn't make you a bad team. So you think, okay, the past 20 years, you either knew the Patriots going to be in the AFC Championship, right. and the last seven, you knew the Kansas City Chiefs That's was right. going to be in the uh, championship game. You feel like you can point out a team right now and say they're going to be in the championship game in any conference. Well, yeah. you just named the, the, so the Eagles, and that gets me to, you know, my biggest takeaway from week six is upsets, big upsets and big injuries. And so, yes, like I do believe the Eagles uh, – and, and the 49ers are teams that you can look at and be like, yo, they're going to be where they need to be at the end of the season if, you know what I'm saying, they survive this injury bug, right? Like the 49ers was hit, McCaffrey, what's going to happen with him, what's going to happen with Debo Samuels, even if it's just a couple of games, you know, that can alter a season. You got Big Lane Johnson that went down for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's a big deal. And then well, we're across gonna, the league, we're gonna, you have. We're going to discuss the Eagles in a little bit, so don't. Don't give us all your stuff away. We're going to do that actually next. But your biggest takeaway was the Jets. Well, I was. Yeah, but we got to, you know, it's a pace. <laughs> we're doing a pace today. We're training you, Brandon. Uh, okay. we're, we're, we're training you. Okay. So okay. What, what was it? What was the biggest takeaway for you? The J-E-T-S what, what, what? No, I mean, that's that's where I was. It's, uh, you know, big injuries and big upsets. Okay. Yeah. Mine was down go San Francisco. Obviously, real quick. They lost to the Browns' backup mm -hmm. quarterback, and we lost with our quarterback. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you uh, did not have a good time watching that game yesterday. But let's go and talk about the Eagles a little bit, because down goes Philly. There you go. All right, the Eagles lost their first game of the season in a stunning loss to the J-E-T-S. J J there Jets. you go. Jalen Hurts had three picks. I wonder if they're going to give him the Dak Prescott treatment. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's yeah. probably not. That's only reserved for the start. Well, Jalen Hurts, he had three picks, and it gets worse because right tackle Lane Johnson and most of the Eagles secondary left in the game with injury. Now, biggest question going into this is should Eagles fans be worried about their birds? Again, it's only week six. We're not even halfway through the season yet. Remember, it's 18 weeks in the season now after they added the additional game. So there's a lot of football left. But with what happened and what transpired yesterday, should Eagles fans be worried about the birds. B-Flow, let's start B, with you. you. You said this team can be in the NFC Championship now. The, the team this year that the Eagles has shown week in, week out, you can That's crown right. them and say they can be in the NFC Championship. I don't think the offense has been as efficient. Okay. Points. Slay is a dog to me, right? Slay is one of the best corners that have played the game for a while. He's not having his best year yep. like as a number one corner. 
And this defense is going to need him. you right. That's right. For, him, for them to make a championship run, he's going to need to make the plays to get this defense going. And like you said, these injuries, mm -hmm. they're going to hit this defense way harder than people think because this offense, they lost their uh, offensive play caller to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. and they, That's a big to, deal. To me, it's like they're still trying to figure it out. They're winning games. They like Kansas City. They, they haven't they have been. An identity, though. Mm hmm they have an identity, but when it comes to the playoffs in the NFC, I feel like Detroit have an identity. Okay. How we mentioned San Fran have an identity. I mean, the Cowboys, you can't, Cowboys gonna figure it out. So for me, it's like, I'm thinking I'm in trouble from the Eagles fans. I don't think the I, think, I don't think the Eagles are gonna beat Dallas when they you play Dallas. You don't think you, you don't think, you don't you think that's a slight overreaction? You that's what it's I was trying to get to earlier. It's one loss. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna sit up I'm here and defend. You. I'm not gonna sit up here and defend the Philadelphia Eagles. You know I'm the last person to do that. Okay, I could. I don't care if it was. If I could care less, I would care less. But it's one game. Granted, I will give you, they haven't been playing the best football, but what do we always say? Good teams, great teams always have a way to win even when they're not playing their best. Kansas City's been doing that. The 49ers have been playing phenomenal football, so I don't think you can put them in the equation. The Eagles have been doing mm. it. There are teams across the league that have been doing that. As somebody who's on the other side of the spectrum, I don't know if I can agree with that. Again, I don't know if I can give you that. I'm again, sorry. Even though the, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's my squad, they've been winning games, but can you crown them thinking that they go fly through the playoffs with a breeze like they have been in previous years? It's like, no, I don't expect the Kansas City Chiefs to breeze past the playoffs either. Bro, that's so, what I was trying to get to earlier, where it's like, look, after the first four weeks, maybe five, you know what I mean? You can start, you know, giving hard black and white you know, analysis on what this team is in commentary. Uh, the first four is all overreaction. So we're here now, and, 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 and I, st I, st I feel like you're, you're overreacting just a bit when you're talking about the 49ers is not dominant. Uh, the Eagles aren't dominant. Like, you are with your... Record says you are. And they're sitting here at 5-1, and one, bro. They lost to a Jets team who made Patrick Mahomes look silly, right? You saw Coach Salah come out after the game uh, last night and say... You know, look, we played against some of the best quarterbacks and we made them all look silly. So it was Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. obviously uh, Jalen, and then there was, uh, who was the other one that they, they made look silly? Uh, was it Tua? No, so, it wasn't Tua. So seven turnovers don't concern you at all Well, let's, let's, let's Well, let's dive into that for a second. I mean, you know, what needs to be said about Jalen Hurts after this three-interception performance? I mean, if this was Dak Prescott, they would be ripping him a new one, as they love to do. But I think, you know... You also get the benefit of the doubt. Three interceptions, not great, but you're still five and one. If we're taking it game by game, yeah, let's go ahead and break this down. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw a costly, uh, no, uh, it wasn't an interception, but a costly pass. And ultimately, it didn't work. It worked out in their favor. They still won the game. But had that gone down differently, people would be talking about Josh Allen this morning. So anything that you guys want to say regarding Jalen Hurts performance is there need for concern as the season progresses again this is probably a slight overreaction just bear with us y'all say I've been overreacting all morning just a tag, I, want to just a tag. I want to hear B take on this well um no I mean because Jalen what Jalen does well I was watching him in his Jets game what he does extremely well is he eliminates your plays like your big plays like when you're playing against the Philadelphia Eagles you're gonna to have to play your best ball you're gonna to have to make your plays for example uh, he gets pressure. Someone's coming to sack him, and he find it should be a it should be 100% a sack. Shouldn't get escape. Shouldn't get out of it. He finds a way to extend a play and then get a first down. So 
Jalen Hurts, he's not like this flashy playmaker like a uh, Patrick Mahomes or even an Aaron Rodgers, but this dude, he keeps you in positive position. He keeps the chains moving. So I'm not concerned when it comes to Jalen Hurts, and he's the ultimate leader. And you got the playmakers. Their offense is, is simple. So when you talk about his offensive coordinator being gone, I understand that, but their identity is still there, meaning it's a numbers game. We talked about this last week. If it's eight in a box, they're going to take their shots outside with their dogs. If you want to play six, seven-man box that eliminate the pass, they're going to run the ball. And, and there's an argument that Swift is probably the best running back in, in football right now. Well, let's, let's dive into this for a second because if we're going to go ahead and look at – may not be necessary to overreact to Jalen Hurts specifically to this game, but if we look at what they've done over the course of the season, right, their first game against the uh, Patriots, 25-20. So that was a close game, right? Vikings, 34-28. You have the Buccaneers, 11-25. You have the Commanders, that came down to the wire field goal, 34-31. You have the Eagles, 23-14. And then you have your loss to the Jets. Now, again, we've been speaking about the fact that they've been able to pull out wins despite not playing great football. Is the fact that they're not playing great football and managing to beat teams that they should on paper be beating with their eyes closed, does that concern you as the season progresses and the competition gets stiffer? That, that is my biggest question. That's exactly what I'm saying. This time last year, we was like, they might not lose a game. Like, mm -hmm. they was in seeing A.J. Brown right. going over right. top, Smith going over top. It got to mid to late November, and it's like, yo, they might go undefeated. Right. Like, that was our whole idea about the Philadelphia Eagles. It didn't surprise us with them making the Super Bowl last year because they dominated. It wasn't even close during okay. the regular season. Now it's like, yo, like, y'all barely squeezing out this game, and y'all don't have a pedigree and a track record as Kansas City. Like, yeah, y'all went y'all went to the Super Bowl last year, but Kansas City, they ain't new to this. They true to this. Like, Ooh, we believe right. they can do this. Right, 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 like, right. Like, y'all gonna have to show us more than one year that y'all will be able to Be. gut this out and make a playoff run. So, That's so, all I'm so, saying. So, so, you, listen, last year was last year. Exactly. You, that's why, like, I'm sitting here really lost for words having this conversation with you because we know in the locker room playing at that level, what have you done for me lately? Every year is different. So, you going off of, yes, last year, dominant. They may not lose a game. This year, they're finding a way to win. That's what really good teams do. So, even when you talked about the Patriots uh, uh, earlier, the Patriots won so many different ways. Sometimes it was with the offense. Sometimes it was defense. Sometimes it was coaching. You know, a lot of times it was collective group, right? So, like, I'm not concerned about the Eagles. The Eagles are a really good team. They have the pieces. The only thing that we all should be concerned about when it comes to all of these teams are the teams that we, we think have a chance, whether it's them, the 49ers, the Miami Dolphins, and there's a few others that we can throw out there, is injuries. That's the biggest thing. Like, will Slay come back? Will he be there? Lane Johnson, what's going on with Lane Johnson? Uh, if the Eagles are healthy, they'll, they'll be right where they need to be. Uh, but it will be interesting come uh, postseason, though, because it is more parity. Well, let's go ahead and take a look around the league for some other topics that are trending. Rodgers is gearing up for a return, maybe? I don't know, because let's go ahead and do some quick reads here. And like I said, some other notable topics around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, just over a month removed from tearing his Achilles, was seen throwing on the field before the Jets game. Now, is he coming back if the Jets continue to win? First and foremost, must I, I just want to go ahead and say, science isn't so bad, Aaron, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> science, doctors, 
medicine. They kind of know what they're doing. You know, they, they, they have degrees. They went to school for this. It seems like science isn't all bad. It's not the enemy. Just saying it. <laughs> I, I will that say, out there. Yeah, you listen, you know, there's technology. Science is definitely getting better. And, you know, he's finding himself in this conversation because of, uh, you know, his stance around the pandemic and uh, coronavirus, um, COVID-19. Um, the, the other side to this is, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is showing us, you know, like the law of attraction. Now, I'm not trying to go too deep here, but, you know, when you put it in your mind that this is what I want, I'm going to go get it, right? Like, then you're going to do everything in your power to make that happen. So it is impressive to see Aaron Rodgers standing, just standing. We're talking about walking. We're talking about throwing the ball. You know this, bro, being in a locker room and seeing so many dudes with uh, Achilles injuries. He's not buying what you sell. You're not? Him. He's not no, buying what you sell. Like, like, I can tell by his face he's looking at you like you got six heads. Look, just think about all the guys we saw go down with Achilles injuries, B, and this phase of their process, what they were doing. No. Fucking hobbling, excuse, hobbling around like, <laughs> wow, like, they, okay. like life is over. Laying on a treatment table, getting uh, uh, soft tissue work. This dude is on the field throwing the ball, bro. Listen. And people, don't give us too much on this because we're going to actually spin the block on this conversation and have it a little bit more in depth later in the show. So just well, we can do it two, two just, three just, times. This will be a new audience. Just give us your, your first reaction <laughs> All to I'm it and say we'll is, dive into it later. This guy did not tear his bicep. Like, he can still <laughs> throw the ball. He can hobble out there and throw the ball. Like, we've seen guys have surgery and sometimes they come with a little roller and some guys, like, Oh, bro, you had surgery yesterday? Like, I ain't know. You kind of walk. Let's talk about hobbling. Achilles. Don't, don't tell me about surgeries. Tell Some me about guys Achilles. walk after Achilles surgery. Like, we got to pipe down off this Rogers mic. Make Some a guys even, like, thing. in basketball, there are guys who have actually seen... gone back into the games after, like, no, tearing their, no, and their ACL. No, and no, no, yes, no, 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 no. Yes, there is. Kobe shot Bryant, free throws. He was standing there. But he <laughs> shot free throws. Yeah, but yes. Upper body was working. No, no, no. I hear what y'all saying as far as upper body, but B, I'm sorry, I, I just don't, I think you may may have, you know, forgot uh, 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 those moments in the locker room seeing our guys with Achilles. I can't recall, I personally can't recall a guy a month out of surgery standing up and walking without crutches, without any type of help. I can't recall that with Achilles, bro. But this is television. Did we act, did we actually see him walk to the field without a limp and everything well, like he, that? No, he has a limp for sure. Yeah, and he, even he in just, the locker room, he had like he was like leaning on the crutch. It was a little bit yeah, of a limp. He's not like, like full up walking. Procedure. But well, uh, well, like I said, we'll we'll spin the block on this. We'll we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit deeper. We're gonna talk a little bit Belichick real quick. Is he in the hot seat? The Patriots are one and five for the first time since the <laughs> mid-90s. I was a baby, guys. I was a baby in the mid-90s. How old were you in the mid-90s? Let me do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon was like 30 in the mid-90s. <laughs> uh, mid-90s, I was in uh, middle school, 96. No, I, I was, was probably We the same grade. age, B. We was right around. Mid-90s, right, right, I was like right, right. four years old. 99 was my, my freshman year in college, in high school, excuse me. 99, nah, I was 99. in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in kindergarten in 99. Bill okay. Belichick. Bill Belichick. Listen, on. New England's next two what? games are the Bills, that could be a little bit of a wild card, and the Miami Dolphins, who have been rocking and rolling despite some of the L's that they have taken. Now, should Bill Belichick be on the hot seat, B-Flow? Which way are you going on this one? I'm 50-50. I know, I'm 50-50 too, because it's tough because... Bill Belichick the GM or Bill tripping. Belichick the coach? Which one are we... Well, which one's the, the hot GM seat? all the way going. Oh, he like, in the he hot got, seat for sure. He, he got to go. Yeah. But um, it's hard to say a coach in a hot seat just because of what he's done. 
right. know, with this franchise, how he resurrected this franchise and how many championships he bought brought to this franchise. It's only been two or three years mm -hmm. like where he's not has been winning at the pace that he's been before. So I want to say give him time to let this come around. But the GM Bill Belichick oh, kind of yeah, he doesn't have me thinking that the future is going to be brighter. Here's so. the thing with the Bill Belichick situation, and I hate that we constantly are having this conversation because I feel like everybody is focusing on Bill Belichick now, and Bill Belichick, the, Bill Belichick, the GM, deserves all the smoke, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But Bill Belichick, the coach, his legacy is cemented. It's been cemented. He could, win a, he could never win another Super Bowl, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He's right. one of the greatest coaches of all time. So this whole argument is like, if his legacy doesn't take a hit. No, it doesn't take a hit. Right, right. He has eight Super Bowl oh, rings. Like, what yeah. are we talking about? Like, me, it's insane that we're even having this conversation. Well, there's, the, there's the, legacy the as a coach is not in jeopardy. Well, I don't care what Mac Jones does or doesn't do. The real ones know that, Ashley, but the problem is the media is one of the most powerful things in the world, right? Because you can control the mind of the masses, okay? And that's the narrative right now is... When we talk about Bill Belichick, it's like, can he win without Tom Brady? So the reality is there's a, probably a lot of like casual uh, 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 fans and casual sports talk show watchers that are out there following this narrative. So, you know, the, the reality is his, 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 his reputation and his, his legacy can take a hit. Because when we talk about Bill Belichick, let's say 15 years from now, say he's done, 15 years from now. People are going to be saying he never won without uh, Tom Brady if, he, if yep. he hasn't done it. We're not going to be talking about the 20-year, the epic 20-year run that he had and how he revolutionized the approach to coaching and preparation. Just... You know, that would be a small part of it. And it's unfortunate because I agree with you. Like, this is not only one of the greatest coaches in, well, the greatest coach in football, but he's one of the greatest coaches of all time in all sports is how he did it and his, his run. Yeah. So, you know, the question is, is Bill Belichick on a hot seat? I will say this. We don't know the internal conversations with him and Robert Kraft and their game plan. If he is on a hot seat, his seat is totally different than everybody else's. His seat's going to be, you know, listen, I'm going to retire or I'm going to go do something else. He'll never be fired. I can't see that. That would be a huge mistake by Robert Kraft if he fires Bill Belichick. Um, I don't think he's on a hot seat. What they need is a quarterback. That's what they need. But what I think... This all comes down to, like, what category does the GM, Bill, Bill Belichick, and head coach falls under? Like, not developing Mac Jones, does that come? That goes under the coach, right? Yep. Hiring Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator, does that go under the GM, Bill, or be, does that go under the head coach? It could also right. be so, that Mac Jones just is not it. I feel like they haven't tried to develop him I properly. Like, let yeah. him throw one ball a game. They haven't gave him the right OC. I mean... I think you almost you also have to judge Bill Belichick now with Brady not there mm. because Brady could have covered up a lot of your mistakes before. So now do you judge Bill Belichick strictly based off Tom out of here? He can't cover everything up. We're just going off what you did since Tom been here. So well, that's I, an adjustment, though. It takes time like people. He's shown we're. This situation is showing us how critical the quarterback position is and it's showing us, you know, when you don't get it right how you can end up the Cleveland Browns, how you can end up the Jacksonville Jaguars before Trevor Lawrence, right, where you're at the bottom of the barrel and it's hard to win. It takes time to find that guy. Look at the Jets. The Jets haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. Look how many quarterbacks they had. Look at the Miami Dolphins. It's the same thing. The quarterback position is a position you absolutely need to have, and it definitely covers up a lot of mistakes that you can make from 
management to even players if, if, if you got that guy. Well, like I said, there's plenty of time left in the NFL season. What that means for the New England Patriots Probably not much, but Why what, that mean, about Taylor what that means, what that means, what that because they're excited to see. By the way, if you guys missed it, thank you for that <laughs> reminder. <laughs> Brandon Marshall, we made a bet before we dive into the Dallas Cowboys and Monday Night Football. Brandon Marshall and B-Flow here made a bet last show on Thursday that if the Broncos were to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Thursday Night Football, then B-Flow would have to sing My Goodies by Sierra. Dang, that would have been good. You don't, you don't have to sing it. Honestly, the video was phenomenal was on social with your head on it, with, with her and the body. But no, we're, we're not getting a Sierra show today. We're getting a Taylor Swift show because Brandon Marshall has to sing a Taylor Swift song later in the show. And listen, we were coaching him on which songs he should think about singing, and he has a good one. So you guys don't want to miss this. I'm, I am... So excited. It's going to be like the um, she likes to see rookie showcase. You know when rookies have to like stand up yeah. in front of camp and like sing a song? I this is going to be so excited. I cannot wait for you guys to see this. So make sure. You going to join you... me? Will y'all join me? No, that's nah. how the bet is. That's how the bet is. Nah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but listen, before we get into that, we're going to talk some Dallas Cowboys football because the boys are in L.A. for Monday Night Football. America's team is on Monday Night Football. Dak and the Cowboys will travel west. They're already there, actually, to face Justin Herbert and the Bolts. Now, CeeDee Lamb is unhappy with how he has been utilized in this offense, and there's been a lot of speculation about where or how he's going to go ahead and get more involved. This is a contract year for him. Um, he voiced that frustration to the media last week when he was asked, you know, what is the identity of this football team? And he simply responded, I don't know. Well, Cowboys reporter John McIntyre, John McIntyre tweeted last week, CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott actually spoke. The QB actually approached Lamb and said, hey, quote, if you have a problem with anything, just come up to me and we'll talk about it. Lamb said he and Dak worked on getting on the same page their first day back in the building after that massive 49ers loss. So, I think this is fantastic. I think that the communication between a wide receiver and the quarterback is just so instrumental in the success yeah. of the team. I think that the Cowboys obviously are under a different microscope being America's team. The criticism is different. The lens is different. We all know that. And because of that, there can be a lot of underlining animosity in the locker room if there's not clarity, communication, and transparency. And I think that one thing that Dak has always really been good at is being that quarterback that you can come and talk to if you have an issue. It's right. never too standoffish. He's never shied away from the criticism, even if it comes from the guys in the locker room. And I think that's why this Cowboys team can bounce back from that 49ers loss. So, I mean, Brandon, what should we expect tonight from the <laughs> offense versus L.A.? They're facing Keller Moore, someone yeah. they know very, very well, and that he knows them very, very well. That's it's right. going to be interesting. Listen, I think I agree with you. I do think that they're going to bounce back. I was talking to somebody this week, and I'm not sure who it was. It was Cam Newton's cousin. I was in Atlanta Friday, and we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, he said they're going to be pissed off, right? Like, this I'm is a, pissed off. So. <laughs> this is a good team now. I don't know why they, they haven't uh, recovered and bounced back from Trayvon Diggs going down. That was devastating for that defense, but this defense is really good. And so I'm expecting them, them to play better. And they have, they have a really good uh, uh, cast on the offensive side to have an identity and to play consistent, high-level football. So I expect them to bounce back. There is a bit of adjustment on, on this team as well because you said Keller Moore is now on the mm -hmm. other side. So maybe that's why it's taking them you know, a few weeks to click to get to mid-season form. 
Um, but as far as like this CD Lamb thing goes, B Flow, like this is good communication. But why did it take this long, right? Like you don't know if it took this long. It just mean it just made. This just maybe the first time we're hearing about it. Yeah. But I don't doubt that him and Dak have been having, having conversations throughout the season. That I, I just think this is the first time the media is yeah. hearing about it. But I don't think that it's yes. the case that they haven't been Well, the reason, the reason why I said that is because, like, you, I mean, you said it. Like, that relationship between quarterback and wide receiver is critical. And it's critical because the wide receiver is an interesting character in a way, you know, where our mind uh, just process football is totally different than any other position and it can come off as a selfish thing. So as a quarterback, you have to make sure that you're always aligned with that receiver because you every day it could be different. Like if we had a good game, bad game, win, loss, like it could determine, you know, how we're approaching ball. So you're always in communication. And I and what what scares me about this and that's why I brought it up is because me, Jay Cut, me fits I would never say anything publicly when we were playing because we were always talking. We were always in communication. I wouldn't do that because I already talked to him. He knows how I feel. He knows what we need to do. I know how he feels. I know what he wants me to do. So hopefully, you know, this takes him to a whole other level. And what I'm learning, the last thing here is, is not everybody knows how to communicate like the great ones do. You know what, though, Beefle, I'll say this real quick. I think that the only reason we're hearing about Dak going up to CD is because of two things. One, how the Cowboys lost to the 49ers. Uh -huh. And then two, the comment of Jerry Jones when asked, should CD Lamb be getting more touches? Um, he says, I don't know. We should be passing the ball around to multiple tight ends and wide receivers. And I think it was the combination of that and then CD being spoken to at his locker and him saying, what's the identity of this football team or this offense? And he says, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it was just a, a culmination of things. Had none of those things happened, I don't think we're hearing about a conversation between CD and Dak. Yeah. I think it's just the perfect storm. So I think they actually had this talk behind doors, right? Right. And it's been going on for what, four or five weeks? And he's like, all right, after our first talk, I'm thinking you will get me my touches yeah. because no matter what play call, your quarterback, like you said, your receiver should have some kind of connection where it's like, I know I'm supposed to go with the ball, but I'm gonna get you going. Like, you mm -hmm. my guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm gonna abandon everything and I don't care if I'm feeding you in double coverage. You go know I'm coming to you and trying to get you into this That's game. That's right, that's right. And CD haven't felt that. So he might have had one more quick conversation like, yo, feed me the ball. Mm -hmm. And Dak had that whole just deliverance to the game that Jerry Jones had, like, I'm going to open guy, right? So he got so frustrated that it was like, yo, I need to let people know I'm not okay with this. And That's like, right. maybe if I do go publicly, it'll, it'll put some exactly. heat on yes. it and then it will yes. change. But is it, a, is it a CD Dak thing or is it a CD Mike McCarthy thing? Which leads me to my next question because our, the old offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, is now going to be calling the plays for Justin Herbert. Mike McCarthy is going to be calling the plays for Dak Prescott. So one, who's going to be having the bigger game? And is the lack of incorporation of CeeDee Lamb in the offense more on Dak or is it on Mike McCarthy who's Dak. not calling plays to get him involved? Dak. Dak. Dak, Dak for sure. And, 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 I, just, and I just harped on It's like whatever the OC calls, like whatever Mike McCarthy calls is like feed CD early. Right, so he right. feel like he got his touches and mm -hmm. he going to come alive all game. And you have to know what kind of players you got on the team, right? You know when your quarterback getting the funk, you got to get him out. A quarterback should know when his receiver getting the funk, he got to get him out of that funk, right. right? It's like, you know CD is his best when you get him the ball early. As a quarterback, I don't care what McCarthy calls. Like, I have to get my guy going. Do you so want I, him to audible out? 
Not audible. Just so, go within so, the play call so, and just, I see where you went with that. <laughs> so the thing is, it's like that's more of a Mike McCarthy thing is it, it, it's like when it's about the players and not the plays and that's like those first 15, those first 20 is critical. When you have a guy like when you have a dog, you have a number one, you have to script plays for him. But mm-hmm. the reason why I said it's a Dak thing is because the really good quarterbacks, the elite quarterbacks, they know how to manage their wide receivers, right? And I'm not saying that he doesn't because I'm not there, right? But, like, I'm just answering your question. Dak Prescott, supposed, yes, he's supposed to check out. If he sees one-on-one, let me get my guy the ball. Because when that guy ain't going, don't nothing else goes. It's a, it's a shit show, yeah. you know, on the offensive side when your number one guy isn't happy. And a lot of this is, it's not about just... <clears throat> It's not just about Jerry Jones's comments and the media's comments. Well, it is, well, because where I'm going is, you know, Richard Sherman. But Richard Sherman just, what, a week ago was saying he's not a number one receiver. Right. So what you think CD is, is feeling? We're so competitive. You know this all position. We're so competitive. So we got, I got, I got Richard Sherman, somebody's opinion that I probably respect and I went against and I, he's an ultimate competitor telling me I'm not a number one. Yeah. That's why he went out there and said what he said. Like, oh, hell no. I got to defend myself. I know I'm him. So to you then, is it a combination of Dak and Mike? Who's more responsible for him not getting involved before we get into the last point before we break? Well, for sure. For sure. For sure is a combination for, you know, when it's both of them. But like at the end of the day, like again, like just my experience, my experiences around quarterbacks and, and witnessing some of the greats from afar, the quarterbacks, man, like when you great, you know how to get your guys involved or you know how to manage them. So okay. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna lean more towards Dak than I do McCarthy. All right, so okay, real quick. Yeah, before we go, like I'm gonna put you in the defensive coordinators and the defensive mind, right? You know how you said you used to talk to your quarterback behind closed doors, yep. right? That was great for offense because of y'all chemistry. Now that that this is in the public. On the defensive side of the ball, we like, yo, let's double CD early. Let's take him out the game early because wow. if we do, it's going to shut him down. He like, get we'll get, yeah, he'll get frustrated, and it's a lost call. So I'm going to see Dang. tonight if the Chargers are going to do that. Like, let's double him. Let him. Don't give him no touches. Like, let's not him touch the ball for the first half. Maybe get one throw, and we don't have to worry about him in the second half to see if we go shut it down. Well, Brandon, this question, Briefo, Brandon, this question's for you because you and I have been going back and forth about this. Is this a must-win game for the Dallas Cowboys, seeing how the 49ers game went? Or are you, are you giving them grace? I'm going to tell you right now. Look at me. <laughs> I'm giving you guys nothing. If you don't win, I'm switching teams, okay? There's no, there's no more, uh, I'm not doing this with you guys anymore. You better win this game. I'm not, You're I'm not, switching? You're not I'm switching. I'm not switching, but I'm here. highly pissed off, yeah, thank okay? You. Correct yourself. Highly pissed off. You better win this game, okay? Teams. I care. I, would, I couldn't do it. I don't, have a, I don't, I'm too loyal of a person. Damn it. This is definitely <laughs> not a must win, because the Chargers are a good football team. You said it's not a must it's win? It's not a Brandon, must win. Brandon, oh my God. Herbert you gotta stop. The Dallas Cowboys can't play from behind. This is not a good matchup in, for the Cowboys. In what, in what a, way is this not a must win? This is not a. It's still. In like what way? Then, What's then the logic behind that? Then y'all just tell me it's early in the season. You can't it's decide anything. It's not early anything. enough. It's you early. just lost. Like, you just got blown out by the 49ers. You already have a loss from the Arizona Cardinals on your record. The Eagles just one. lost. The Giants just lost. You have to win this game. Not, Are you serious? It's not. A, it's not a must win. But it's a game because it is a tough matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. On but the it's road. A, it's, a, it's a game where it's like, okay, who are we really? This is when you want to start hitting your stride and stepping into that. So I wouldn't say it's a must win. I disagree. It's because there's a lot of ball left. 
But man, you want to see the Dallas Cowboys look good. It reminds like, okay, we we good. We 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 are contenders. I disagree completely. This is a must-win game because <laughs> these next three games are going to determine what football team this is. You got punched in the mouth against the 49ers, a team that you should have been a lot more prepared for. This is a team that knocked you out last season. You got punched in the mouth mm. this time worse than you did the last time. Last time you were a lot more competitive than you were this time around. You cannot have another performance on prime time. This is not a 1 o'clock game. They this is not a 425 game. Buy. This is Monday night football. Oof. You cannot get punched in the mouth on Sunday night football and then lose again on Monday night football. This game no more prime is time going to determine <laughs> this game is going to determine what type of football team is the are the Dallas Cowboys? Are they a team that can compete with the best of them? Are they a team that can get punched in the mouth and bounce back? Mm. If they falter, if they lose this no. game, Ash, this is not a good matchup. You're facing Keenan Allen, yeah. Mike Williams, Justin Herbert. After losing your top dog on defense, and y'all haven't figured it out yet. I don't care Herbert if they were facing the Monsters. You better win this one because yeah. if not, you deserve all of the slander you get. You lose two primetime games back to back. You can't. Mm. You Chargers. absolutely can't. This is a game not only about pride. This is a game also about just setting the tone on what your identity is going to be these next few weeks. You can't lose two so, back-to-back so, primetime so, so, games. So this is what we're going to do because we're going to leave a little meat on the bone. We're going to go to break, <laughs> and we come back out of the break. Ashley's going to take us potentially back to the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe. I'm, 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 they just got me mad. <laughs> Listen, you guys stick around. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Be right back after this. <laughs> you said about MJ before, though. What did I say? Like if he if he played now, he it, wouldn't do what he was. Yeah, doing he right. he, would, he would be looked at like amongst the other greats, but he wanted to stand out. Like, oh no 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 no. This is gonna be a fact. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a fact. I love it. Now he talking. Hey, 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 no, 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 I love you. I love you. No, that's the only thing I don't like. He be saying. 
Come on, let him get it off. He said it's a fact. Okay, okay, let's This is pure fact, right? If we take MJ, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Michael Jordan, okay, and we switch him in eras, boom. Michael Jordan's personality, the way he lived his life, he will not be perfect like LeBron is. I mean, what's, in this, we're talking about in the, on the court. I don't know about no, 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 no. Oh, whoa, when you talking about your whole package, duh. When we're talking, I'm about, not doing that. No, no, I, I, no, no. I, I don't do that. When we're talking about, nah, when I'm we're talking about John ja Morant and the silly he's doing, and that's tarnishing his legacy. You take MJ's personality, the gambling, all that, and put it in this scrutiny. No, that's every player. he is not MJ. That's every player, bro. Not LeBron. What? I'm, I'm the same. Whoa. Okay, so LeBron, LeBron didn't have a ticket in his era. LeBron, you put him in an era where you don't. Bro, there's no media. Ticket. I know, I know. He ain't got a ticket, bro. He don't have a ticket. LeBron, there's nobody like LeBron. LeBron is the best role model we've ever seen in any sport. But that's what I'm saying. Hold up, hold up. This is where I push back because we, we. But if you, but what I'm talking about, you get in personal business. I'm talking about if we, but we're talking about a image that we see. I'm just seeing a play. I'm saying him as a basketball player. Magic, Magic was sleeping with all type of women. You didn't know was, about it. Drew was gambling. Like, like, but that's so he, that's so us. We know. He put them in it. Like it's, you can do. It's, it's any error, oh. bro. We all have baggage. I'm talking about basketball. I'm, I don't get in. But you can't do basketball. Yeah, bro. You can't do it. On, yeah, you you telling me y'all stopping? You you telling me the you telling me the 80s and the 90s is stopping a 6'10", 260-man. Coming downhill. He is the biggest person on the court. Dennis Rodman and them were 210. I'm talking about MJ. I, I, see, that, I don't want to mix up the, the conversation. I want the viewers to know. We're talking about Michael Jordan. I don't know about him game, I'm talking about him as a no, basketball player. If he's in this era? If he's in this era, he's just going to be a good player, right? He no, not gonna, no, no, no. He'd be dominant. It's, will, he be, will, will he be as just as dominant back then, he, like now? Yes. Okay. I thought yes. you said, okay, okay, okay. Then we're on the same page. I thought I heard you say something. Cause I like when you take his no, 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 no. It takes no, no. me like you feel it. I like that how you be the, speaking. Like there's certain players, like there's certain players that are just generational. Yeah. So okay. when you okay. talking okay. about right. like a person like Michael Jordan, okay, his abilities over exceed his errors because he was he was the caviar. Yeah. So when you're talking about six six guards, hands explosiveness, jumping forty six inch vertical since. Right. Since they've been doing verticals, yeah. there's only one player that's topped his vertical. That's Zach Levine. Mm. That's it. Now you're talking about Zach Levine jumping ability with a West, with Russell Westbrook takeoff, with a Kobe right. swag. Right, 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 right. With like, okay. the whole so, so we're the same page. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a, a hilarious interview because it's three loud people in one room. <laughs> you're being in the room with like three loud people. Granted, it was the quietest one, and that's saying a lot. Like, you know what's crazy when we're in that's that That's saying a lot because. <laughs> I'm always quiet in that setting, though. I, every once in a while I get loud, but I don't have to when you got, you know, all those other loud mouths. That's what I'm saying. You being the quietest one in the room is, is, is shocking. Welcome back to Paper Round, everybody. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. That's Brandon Marshall. This is B Flow, Brandon yeah. Flowers. We're going to dive right into some more topics. All right, so Steve Smith apparently doesn't like Jerry Judy, or Jerry Judy doesn't like Steve Smith, because before the Broncos lost to the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football, Steve Smith was asked about Denver wide receiver Jerry Judy and didn't hold back on how he felt. Listen to this. I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on and when teams call me and ask him, should they trade for you, 
I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. That's the best part. He said, go back into the studio. <laughs> okay. <He's wrong>. So, <laughs> Twitter was was divided about this when this happened oh. in real time. Players obviously were not feeling Steve Smith, and media actually was encouraging and uplifting Steve Smith for his honest commentary. Now, you know where I feel or how I feel regarding this. I think that this was a little bit or a lot of it unnecessary for a multitude of reasons, and I'll, I'll make this quick. One, he started off wanting to apologize for calling Jerry Judy just some guy repeatedly on his podcast. That apology then went out the window when Jerry Judy hit him with the same energy he's been hitting him. He went to say hi to him. Jerry Judy said, I don't mess with you, and went about his business. Then Steve Smith flipped the script and did exactly what we saw him do in that clip. Here's my thing. You can't get mad at somebody, a player, for hitting you with that same energy that you had towards them. I don't like when people like, what's good for the goose got to be good for the gander. I don't know if people know what that saying is an old saying, but you can't be mad at somebody for treating you the way that you treat them. You know what I mean? So in this regard, Steve Smith has constantly been throwing little jabs at him on his podcast. It gets back to Jerry Judy. He's trying to play nice in his face. And he's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that with you. What's the issue? Right, right. What's the issue? Right. Like, he would have, if he would, is he supposed to just what? Like, put his feelings aside because you had what you wanted to say on your, on your podcast, on your situation? I just feel like also, Steve Smith is like, he could have, that could be his kid. Like, if he had him at 20. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a young, it's, he's a 24-year-old football player. You beefing with a 24-year-old as a 45-year-old old head in the game? He probably looked up to Steve Smith at one point. Right. He probably, like, idolized his game at one point, and you out here beefing with him? Why? Because he didn't like what you said in his pod, your podcast, and he hit you with that same energy? Like, I felt like this was corny. I'm sorry. I didn't like it. I thought it was corny. Why are you smiling over there? I thought it was low, though. I just, I thought I, it was weak. I don't know. As soon as this happened, Ashley texted me this right away, like, like, what, what, I how spoke you feel? To, yo, and I spoke to feel? multiple players, not just in NFL. I spoke to a bunch of NBA guys who were like, nah, this is mad corny. Like, that, so it's not like I'm just, like, pulling this right. out of, like, multiple people felt like this. I just thought it was corny. That's all. You got to know who you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you know Steve Smith, like, we know Steve Smith, I thought he did a hell of a job composing himself. Because but he's, a, he's not a player anymore, It though, doesn't Steve matter. Smith. It does matter. When you're not a player, that doesn't change how you feel, how you go way about analyzing, how you go about handling life. Like, St the Steve Smith we know? He would have slapped him. Right there on the field. But <laughs> what I'm right saying is, right like, you're talking field. about Steve Smith, the player, the person outside of the game. Steve Smith now works for NFL Network, and this may be a hard switch for a lot of former yeah, athletes say, you to think flip. He no, no, no. What I'm saying is that this may be a hard switch for them to make because when you're an athlete, you're allowed to say and do certain things to other athletes. You know what I mean? It's kind of part of the landscape of the sport. But now you're standing there with NFL Network on your mic flag. You're no longer just an athlete. Mm -hmm. So whatever animosity you may have about the way that he treated you based on how you first treated him, which is like an insane ideology if you think about it, like you mad at someone for keeping that same energy, you also have to move differently because you're no longer just a former athlete. <clears throat> now you're a media personality. Now you're an analyst. You can't just go around doing that. So, so go ahead, B. No, I was just going to say, like, yeah, that's what, like, logically, 
what you would think, but Steve Smith don't care. Like, you yeah. gotta know that's him. Fine and if that's what makes him great on TV. That's fine yeah. if you don't like, care. That's, that's doesn't make just, it right. That's just who he Doesn't make is, it right. Right? Like, a lot of people's personalities, that's just who they are. They're not yeah. gonna change. And yeah, he got a little fired up from off how Judy responded to him. And if Judy came right back, like, he's gonna respond again. He's just a guy that's gonna go right. tack from tack. Like, you've seen the clip when he went to the Carolina Panthers practice and we was asking Kim, like, hey, you think I should start this guy? Right. Like, if he's a screw yeah, up, yeah, how you told the guy, like, hey, nah, I'm gonna slap the hell out of you if you don't. Like, that's him. Like, he was serious. So, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, don't take it personal when he don't want to hear from you and he don't want nothing to do with you. But a guy like Steve Smith, he's gonna always give his honest. But you so, went, I, what, right, what, he what, went in there ap trying to apologize yeah, but, but, and then flip the script yeah, so, 90 seconds later. So, so right. well, yeah, because in that moment, so we got to go back to the beginning, right, to his podcast. And I haven't heard the clip, um, so I don't know, like, the sentiment behind he it. He calls him a, I, I, I know, a jag. jag yeah. A jag. So, J-A-G, which mm -hmm. is, so we talk about this all the time. Don't call people outside their names. But within ball, that is a commonly, common, common, commonly used phrase, just an average guy. It's no different for us to talk about, you know, hey, this guy, is he good or great? Mm -hmm. Or is he just average or is he not that good? So that's a term. So I haven't heard him use it referring to Jerry Judy. So I don't know how he, what type of emphasis he put there. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with using the term JAG because we use it all the time in ball, in the locker room, mm -hmm. in meeting rooms, okay? And so what I did hear Steve Smith say is like, well, he's actually playing good right now. That's what he said. And so he wanted to go up there. Accountability is critical, which media, there's not a lot of accountability in media. This is where I actually like what Steve did, part of his process. I'm going to go to Jerry because I said you wasn't playing well, and I said that you're just an average guy. And now I'm going to say you're actually playing well. I want to apologize. In that moment, that's where I feel like Jerry Judy made a mistake because you're supposed to look at it look at, like, you know what, I appreciate that. But you're it. You're it's 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 what Thursday night football. You're getting amped up, and you're using all of that, every all that shit that people are saying in the media. Those clippings we're using as players to get that that energy you need to go out there and perform at a high level at times. And so I can see why Jerry Judy was probably in a in, in a wrong state. But you got Steve Smith coming up to you saying that it's like all right, cool, let's move on. And that didn't happen. And then Steve responded the way he did. And then now Ashley, that's where I agree with you as far as like that second part. You know, you don't need to go that far, but that is Steve Smith, and I thought it made for great television and great debate. My question for you, though, is why should Jerry Judy be the one, if, if, ju if just the guy offended him or right. ruffled his feathers or whatever made him feel some type of way because it, it was repeatedly happening, it wasn't like a one-time situation, yep. like he constantly referred to him as that. If that upset him, why do I have to accept your apology? Because here's the other like, part. Why, to, you, you kept, you kept whatever, whatever in your podcast. Now I got to be the one now, to be the bigger person? Now, why? We, we've been having this debate for a couple of weeks now, and, and it's, it's, we really got to understand that we're in this watershedding moment in media, and I've been talking about we have a responsibility as players and former players. So it's really interesting what's happening right now. Players are extremely sensitive and really aware of who's saying what, right, and paying attention to that. But... What I would say is still our job as players to navigate through these situations. And if I'm Jerry Judy, I am looking at the situation like, damn, 
I'm supposed on our show he talked he, he came and sat with us. Y'all know how I feel about Jerry Judy. I think he could be one of the top receivers in the league, but he's not in that discussion. So all of the other stuff, you got to piper down a little bit and you need to go put the main thing first and you need to go ball. And and then you'll shut all that up. So like Jerry Judy for me should have never responded that way. Why? Because you aren't the Jerry Judy that everybody thought we were going to get. See, this this is why I disagree with you, B. Like, okay. I don't have a problem with what Steve Smith said first off because what's the difference between a Jag and, and basketball? Somebody said he's just a role player. Yeah, there's nothing right. wrong like, with what he said. Nothing wrong with nothing it. Nothing wrong right? with what he yeah. said. I agree so with So I don't got a problem with Jerry Judy feeling some type of way and be like, bro, I'm bang with you. Like, that's right. how I feel. Right. Like, that's him. So my thing is Steve Smith took it upon him to express how he felt. So all that is in fair game for me. So the only thing that Jerry Judy didn't do was go out there and go and for ball. 120. <laughs> that's right. So you don't think it's weird <laughs> that, okay, I, I don't have an issue with him calling him just the guy in this podcast either. I don't think that's, like, disrespectful. Maybe, if, like, when your ego's involved, but in the grand scheme of, like, disrespectful words, it's not disrespectful, right? right? Don't have an issue with what Steve Smith said in his podcast and don't have an issue with Jerry Judy's reaction because keep that same energy, basically. Yeah. Why is why is that not where it ended? Like I feel like Steve because Smith because he said he said other things. He, he started cursing. No, he just said I don't mess with you, ninja. Yeah, we'll say that. that's it. That's no, he said he was cursing. He no, gave us he everything. Said, he said I don't mess with you, ninja. That's and what he said some curse words that he wasn't. Or he, I don't also, yeah. mess with you and or the, whatever. They, what's what's yeah, wrong? You, you don't. Cause what's that, wrong with that? That's a lot wrong with that. That's like that's that, that's it's respect. Ah. Like if Randy Moss or when Deion Sanders was sitting on the sideline when they was coming to the games, we've had conversations. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond that way to dudes that are in that same fraternity or dudes that I looked up to. I'm not going to do that. It's just a respect thing. Because I, because the Jag, we, if, we, if, we, if we're saying Jag is not that disrespectful, then why are you so because sensitive to had, it? Because he has, it is completely within his right to feel how he feels about something being said about him and how he feels about right. the person who said it. You don't all, we don't all have to be friends. Just because you're an OG doesn't mean I have to worship the ground That's you right. walk on. If you said something to piss me off, it's within my but, right but, but, to be like, nah, bro, too. don't talk to me. Why is not, not, that's not where it ended? Because Steve Smith went in there wanting to apologize. He so, didn't accept the apology, with his, which is in his right because he felt disrespected. So now you say, yo, screw the apology. I'm like, come on. Like, so, come so on. Like, like, like all of last point on this, you Brandon, like all real of it? quick. All right, all right. Um, last point on this, go ahead. What I would say is this. Uh, you know, look, this is player on player, even it's a retired guy, player on player. So, you know, now you got to give our perspective on the whole situation and the whole process. I'm not talking about how he responded on air with the NFL Network. I'm not talking about that. What I am talking about is, you know, Jerry Judy, to me, was in the wrong. He's in the wrong because you're not balling. And to your point, after that exchange, you go out there, you have three catches for 30 yards, something like that, right? Like, that's your moment as a player. You had two moments to understand the situation you're in, right? You come out of Alabama, you're him. You're one of the savviest route runners that we probably have ever seen, one of them. You're up there. It's legendary stuff that you do out there. But you're not doing it consistently. You're not up there with the greats. We, never, we don't talk about you in that way. And so Steve Smith, a former player, is covering you, and he's saying that you're just an average guy, right? And then y'all have the exchange. Cool. Cool. But you go out there and you don't ball. You had another opportunity to shut him up and prove to him. 
And so what you did that night is what you've been doing your whole the, the entire time. And it's not all your fault. There's quarterback play. There's offensive line play. There's play callers play. There's all of that. But at the end of the day, they only care about your production. And you haven't been producing at that level. Well, listen, you know who has been producing? Paparazzi shots of Travis Kelsey oh and Taylor goodness. Swift. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Listen, they say that Taylor Swift, listen, I know everybody who had an opinion when these first two got together. I just want to give you some information real quick. Taylor Swift's Eras movie is supposed to make $4.1 billion. Oh, I'm sorry, her Eras tour, $4.1 billion. So Travis Kelsey knows what he's doing. Just put that out there. My man. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift continue to make headlines really? as the couple were in New York this weekend. Even making an appearance together on SNL. Not together, separate skits, but they both were on SNL. Um, guys, the coverage, the attention of this couple. Hate it, love it, don't care. Go ahead. I love it. You know, <laughs> like, Kelsey is a star. Anytime he graced anyone camera, he'd been on SNL before he's been with Taylor Swift. And he, he did a great job. It, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he just, the camera loves him, he loved the camera. Just so happened he went and started dating a megastar. Like. $720 million megastar. for TV. He's a professional. It hasn't affected his game. Like, I love everything that this is like the league is giving how much attention is uh is getting from the league right. and we need to continue to bring more fans into the nfl anyway right so i'm all for it i guess my Real question quick on is because the chat hates this conversation they hate it they okay hate it. all right my <laughs> question i guess my question is is this a publicity stunt or is this a relationship you know what i'm saying and i'm i'm for either one as long as they know that and they're de they define that and they're they're home. Why do you think it's publicity? Because they're always being photographed. Well, because it's Taylor Swift. because, can't because really it's leave like the house boom. Without... Just a couple of weeks ago, Taylor and Kelsey is dating. All right. Now a week or two later, she's in the suite. Then she's back in the suite. Okay. And now, you know what I'm saying? You're out. Y'all doing uh, uh, Saturday Night Live and other things. Y'all y'all are embracing it. I would say you, if this is a real relationship, you're setting up your relationship for failure. It's too much How? too soon. Bro, you just meet a chick and you out, now we, now we. They're, not, like, they're stars, this is not like just they're gonna chick. be filmed every, every time they touch everywhere. And I mean, you don't, every girl you date, you just not, you're not gonna marry. Like, they could be dating and having fun, or they could be working towards marriage. Hey, Kelsey, I think you in love. All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me, married. let me go ahead and move on before the chat all, kills Kelsey. us. Let me go ahead and move on. Let me move this on. We're going to go back. We're going to talk Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields left the Bears, lost to the Vikings with an injured right hand. X-rays were negative, so that's good news. And he is having an MRI today. Brandon, Bears down. Bears down. Down, down, down. How much of the blame should Fields take for the Bears' problems? I just want to put this out here. Brent and I have gotten into a heated conversation right. multiple times about this. So go ahead. Yeah, so let me pull this up really quickly. Uh, While you do that, B-Flow, what do you got? How do you feel about this? How much of the blame should Justin Fields take for the Bears' problems? I think he, sh he shouldn't take most of the blame. He got to take some. He's the quarterback, right? And whenever you win... They get all the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So when they lose, they got to take a fair share of the blame. But, I mean, this organization hasn't gotten it right, you know, in the past couple years. Just you even see with the Claypool situation. Like, that's a second rounder that could have helped your team that you gave up for Claypool that you're not going to get back. Right. I just think the Bears in all and whole got to figure it out. Uh, Fields haven't been playing well, but he's definitely not all the blame. He deserves some blame. I'll say 35 
Forty percent? Zero. Zero? Zero. This is where me and Ashley we uh we 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 start beefing. We've got into heated it conversations about zero. This. A quarterback deserves zero of the Let blame. me tell you why. Different rules for Justin Fields, apparently. Let me tell you why. Um bro, sometimes we got terrible coaches. It's the coach's job to put your players in position. And I would say when you look at this year, that the coaches didn't put them in position. New regime come in. Justin Fields just last year was sensational. I think he was with the, the first quarterback to rush for X amount of yards, et cetera, et cetera. So we saw like that dynamic come to life last year. And now we're like, okay, can we put him in a system where he can showcase his arm talent? Does he have arm talent? What do we need to do? So the first four weeks, three, the first three weeks, it's a shit show in Chicago. He comes out, makes a statement. Well, it's the coaching. Now he has to deal with that. It's a big deal. Now, this is what I was talking about with Jerry Judy. Now you're in it. Now how are you going to respond? When he said that, it's the coaching. They made adjustments. What happened? Bro, he goes right after that game. He goes 28 for 35, 335 yards, his best. His best uh, statistical uh, game throwing since he's been a Chicago Bear. 80% uh, completion percentage. Four touchdowns, one interception. 132 quarterback uh, rating. Then the next week, he follows that up. A 40-2 victory over the Commanders, who's playing really good ball. 15 for 29, 282 yards, 51%. So not so great there. But he's had four touchdowns and zero interceptions. 125 rating. So... The problem is the coaching. We address the coaching. Get out the way. And he goes out there and he has leg two legendary games. And so now he's hurt. That's a big deal because if they would have stayed on his trajectory, this dude would, would, would probably be in a position where he's, where he's looking at the organization like, yo, y'all got to get these guys out of here ASAP if they can't put, continue to put me in this position. So uh, it's all coaching for me. So you, you kind of putting him in that category that Tua was in with Brian Flores, where it's like, you didn't see Tua's maximum like capabilities because he was getting, you know, just pressed by the head coaching and the play calls and everything like that. Like that's what you put Justin Fields as. If he get a Mike McDaniel's, he can just go ahead and start flourishing. Like is that what you're saying right now? Yeah, I, it, he doesn't even need a Mike McDaniel. He just need a coach to say, you know what? Let me put. Look, what do you do best? But it's hard to say that because he had Nagy. And then now he has this new regime that came in. Yep. Like, how many different regimes will you give a quarterback? Like, you, you got to give this coach at least two to three years. Was Nagy's Nagy system good, though? Like, I, that's the but question. You, this, this is my question for you, Brandon, because I feel like this is the part where he and I disagree. Because in every other scenario, I'm not negating the coaching has been. Yeah. What do I always say about the Chicago Bears? They're a terrible organization. Right. Terrible coaching. I think they're terribly run. I like I like I the just, general manager. I, like the I, I, yeah, I, I, I just I just I just yeah. the Chicago Bears. Even when Justin Fields got drafted there, I yeah. said this is not this is not going to be good. That's like right, this is right. not just a team that does right by their quarterbacks, right? So I'm not disagreeing with mm -hmm. that. But to Brandon's point, you have seen him go through different chapters since being drafted there. That's right. So I don't understand how seeing that and getting multiple different equations, not saying they were all perfect equations, each equation had gaps in it, but they were different. How seeing him go through all those different equations, all those different eras, you still 
cannot put some of the blame on Justin Fields of things that he's not doing correctly, things that he hasn't progressed in, things that the, he hasn't the, gotten better at. I don't understand how in yeah, every well, other well, situation if if you can put blame about, on the quarterback except for him. So if we're talking about like uh, third down efficiency, if we're talking about red zone uh, operation, we're talking about two-minute drill, we're talking about inaccuracy, and, com and completion percentages, things like that. There's always room for improvement. That's not the conversation that I was having. There's a lot of things that he can do to be a better football player. You're never there. You're always striving to get better. But that's not the conversation that we were having collectively in media. The conversation that we were having was, is he a bust? I never, never no, said no, 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 I'm talking about going back. No, I'm talking about collectively in the media. It's not... We're talking about, is Justin Fields that guy? Do they need to move on from him? And what I'm saying is, when you look at certain situations, it's easier for a quarterback than most positions. But you look at a quarterback, I'm looking at, is it the coach or is it the player? Who's the problem? And so for me, I'm putting it on the coach. Now, he stood up and said what he said. Whatever adjustments that they made, they made adjustments. And since then, he was playing sensational, okay? And so for me, it validates exactly how I feel and it validates how he felt. Now it sucks because it's a very small sample size. It's only two, two games. And that's why this injury is devastating for him and potentially his career. Because people aren't gonna look at it and say, damn, it is the coaching, you know, because you only played two games. No, we needed to see that for the rest of the season. But he was off to an amazing start. So again, it's the coaching for me. That's what I'm so, saying. So I'm going to ask Quick you this. Quick last thing. word on this, Brian. I'm going to ask you this. If, okay, that's your analytics on that, yep. right? If you're the general manager <clears throat> of the Chicago Bears and you got the number one and two pick of the draft, are you going Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and trading away Justin Fields for like an offensive lineman and seeing what you can get? Or yes. are you sticking with Justin Fields and you're a pass up on Caleb Williams to yeah, run your yeah, franchise? Listen, it, it depends, right? Ah! Actually, like, I, come on. It's not no come on anything. It's it's simple for me. Like, do you do you do, look at the numbers? I just want to know what you look at the numbers. Have, Basically, what I'm saying is there's a lot of there's a lot of players that are in terrible situations. There's a lot of players in terrible situations. We can't just go out there and just say this. That's when you really know the game and when you really peeling back the layers. So to answer your question, I'll look at this right because you're always trying to get better. The question is, is uh, Caleb Williams better than Justin Fields? If the answer is yes, then you go, you go make that move. I'm actually you though. Yeah, you. Like right you're now, it, you're the GM. You're saying okay, that so. Fields has no blame. So if you can so get what, Caleb, are you taking him instead of Justin? So what I see right Fields? now, right? What I see right now, I see Caleb Williams may be better than uh, Justin Fields. There's a big, there's a big what if around him though. When I get drafted, you know, I want ownership in the team. There's a few things it's like, damn, what's, where's his mind? I don't know. I've never talked to him, right? And that's a big deal, too. You can be super talented, but you can be off a little up here, which can cause some problems on the field or within an organization. If I'm the Chicago Bears and I got the number one, number two pick, and I think that Caleb Williams is better, I'm going with Caleb Williams, and I'll go with Marvin Harrison because it makes your team better, and then you get more assets, right? You can trade away him, and you can get a couple assets to build around this team. And you might be in position to, to, to lead this division. But here's my confusion on that, because if Justin Fields isn't the problem in Chicago, then why would you get a? Why are you even looking at another quarterback? Because if you're you looking, say that Justin Fields because, has no because blame, because we're, we're talking about putting together a team and mm -hmm. an organization. 
that's assets, right? So that's an asset if he's not the problem. But if this quarterback is better, why, would, why wouldn't I upgrade my position? We're always trying to upgrade the position. So then in your mindset, let's, let's take Caleb Williams out of the, the equation. Justin Fields has been with the Chicago Bears now, what, four years? Going on, yep, it's four years. How much longer are you giving him? To, to What's your timetable on him? Because you're, you're, you're hell-bent on yes, he's right. not even that's remotely right. close to blame what's going on in Chicago. So what's the timetable? This year, and that's why this injury was so devastating, is because this year, the way they were, the way they were, the way they were looking, everything needs to go on the field except the receiver, everything. There's been some, there were some changes after week three. He started playing great. If he was able to sustain that, I'm not taking Caleb Williams, but because now we're sitting here and it's only a small sample size, two games. Now it's still, you still leave me in the gray. So is this, is this the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears? It can be. No, is it? <laughs> it can be. No, 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 I'm, I'm no, not, no, I'm not no, having no. that. I'm, listen, Based it can on be. what you have seen. No, I'm not doing that. And I'm not doing that. I'm answering. I, it can be. This dude is, I said this when I came back, Ashley, from the uh, week one opener. B, I came back and I said, yo, I seen this dude, they lost to the Green Bay Packers at home. I said, yo, this is my first time seeing him up close and personal. Amazing. Like his arm talent, and I'm not saying he can make all the throws, but his arm talent, you know, his capability in the pocket, you know, just his stature, like everything. I was, I was in awe. I walked out there, you know, when you walk out to the field, you see somebody like that dude's a player, that dude's a football player. He stood out out of everybody on that field. So. He can be. He can be, absolutely. But it's going to take the Chicago Bears doing their part. Well, listen, in case you didn't know, Brandon Marshall played for the Chicago Bears. So I don't <laughs> and know. And I don't like the Chicago I Bears. I, I agree with your assessment that they're a terribly, terribly ran organization. I do like the management that they just brought in, but everything else, they need to revisit all of that. Well, listen, we will be back after this break. Trust me, you don't want to miss what's coming up because Brandon is going to be singing oh some Taylor goodness. Swift. It is going oh to be one hell of a performance. Yeah, Brandon. We'll Flowers. also be There's talking two more. No, Brandon Marshall, the Bear Down. He's going to be singing Bro, you some Taylor sing Swift. I'm not and I'm not uh, we'll be talking some more football after this. <laughs> oh. Listen, when I think of you, I think of a pioneer in the direct relationship between hip hop and sports. I mean, I go back to the Allen Iverson commercial, Reebok. I feel like that was the jumpstart of that relationship, that relationship in terms of the business aspect. Obviously hip hop artists were always rocking with athletes and athletes were always rocking with hip hop artists, but it was the first time we saw it on the screen like that. It was the first time we saw it in a commercial revenue space. And now fast forward, you see Lil Baby and John Morant recreated that mm -hmm. for beats. I mean, go back to that moment with AI. You said that AI, you know, brought the hood to basketball essentially. What was that like? Um. I think me growing up, I played all sport. I played basketball, football, baseball. So he was just a, you know, Allen Iverson was, I could remember sitting in my man's living room watching his Georgetown, you know, watching him play in Georgetown. So I was already a huge fan of his. So when they brought the opportunity to me, shout out to Steve Stout, shout out to Trackmasters, Rough Riders, everybody that, you know, bought the opportunity, it was like, coming here on the show. I'm like, where do you want, you want to sit down with me to talk about doing the spot? So once I met him, you know, he was super down to earth. Um, he was a statty, like, yo, you one of my favorite rappers. I want to do this, we're going to do it. Got the beat, 
made you know made it happen. I didn't think, I didn't know right then that it would be a timeless uh, commercial spot that opened up. You know, kind of paved the way for everything that came after that. You know, Fifty Cent, G Unit, and Hove, the S Dot Carters, and all of that came after that. So, for me to be able to do that initial commercial with Allen was a was an honor. Hello, hello, welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, again, if you missed the block before, Brandon Marshall is going to be singing some Taylor Swift. Can I Swift tease the song? Later. No, 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 like, no, no. We're, like gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna hold on to it and just surprise the people. That's so that's coming up. You don't wanna miss that. And B Flow said he's gonna sing goodies because he's a good sport and he knows it's gonna be great entertainment, so we both lose, right? Not happening, boss. Dang. <laughs> yeah, that's not. It's today, Monday? We can make another bet then. What do you want Who's to make it? Cowboys. No. Who you got? Who you make got? A bet. Who you got? No, I'm not betting on Cowboys and Chargers. Like y'all make a bet. That's your you team. You like you the Chargers? Nobody, nobody, nobody here. Chargers. Nobody here play, has any stake in the Chargers. He so played for the Chargers. What are you game? talking about? He played for the Chargers. He don't care though. That's his team. He do got you two care teams. enough to make a bet? Nah. See, he doesn't care nah. enough. <laughs> Bro, you ain't. Um, y'all bet. You love to bet. I'm not a better. I just knew that was like not going to happen. But to you, but Broncos wait, what Chiefs. has he been saying? The Chargers, this is not good for the Cowboys. So take the Chargers. I don't and bet take with the my heart. I bet with my mind. I'm not you. That's why you say you Taylor Swift today <laughs> because you bet it with your heart. Listen, who, who, who's the favorite in this matchup to you, Chargers or the Cowboys? They're the same team. Oh, Ashley, that's <laughs> not what he said, Ashley. That's not what that's he not said. You're pulling the Brandon Marshall right now. You're riding the fence. <laughs> All right, listen. Speaking <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys, who is the best team in the NFC? Crazy day in the NFC on Sunday. The Eagles took their first L of the season after the Jets pulled off the upset. The Niners also lost their first game of the season and lost both Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel to injury. And how about those five and one Detroit Lions? What up, though? So the question Ooh. is simple. Who Ooh. is the best team in the NFC? Leaf Flow, who you going yeah, with? Yeah, leave it up to him and he can go first because nobody, nobody is the best <laughs> team. I mean, it's the 49ers, but slightly. Like, they're slightly the favorite in the NFC. Um, it's just because the head coach they have, they have a well, well, they got some injuries right now, but barring the injuries, yep, yep. their offense was so efficient and their defense create turnovers. They play ball. So it's definitely the Niners, but Detroit is a close oh, second. Is. They, you talk about a team with an identity like that might be my NFC championship matchup, the Lions and the 49ers. Mm. So I'm, I'm definitely going 49ers as my top team in the NFC. For sure. but I, I would Lions agree with that. Close. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think for the most part, we're all the top three for all of us. Um, and then probably everybody in the chat as well probably feel the same way. San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions is really scary. Like I'm looking at like and I know that's not the question and we don't have to dive deep in it, but I'm always looking at like who's that other that unexpected team? Who's the team that's going to pop up, you know, late in the season? maybe in the wild card, uh, wild card weekend and just devastate, you know, the Detroit Lions or be devastating to the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers. So, you know, I, I don't know we can, uh, we're there yet, but it's going to be interesting to watch over the next couple weeks what team pop out. And there will be a team to pop out. Well, listen, when we talk about the quarterbacks in the NFC, much like the big three in Miami and the big three across the NBA. And the big three right here. Okay, I'm... Rosh. I mean, no, I'm 
Wait. You could be boss. No, no, no. You're boss. <laughs> yeah, she's in you it. You're boss. boss. No, no. Boss. I was going to say, I'm Flash. I'm Flash. I'm Flash. I'm Flash. No, no, flash. No. I'm Flash. <laughs> I meant to say boss. Flash. I was thinking boss. of Boss, but I said Flash. I'm Flash. <laughs> Brandon can be Boss. If you want to go a boss, you can be boss. What's wrong with boss? I mean, I didn't say But that. I'm flash. I'm Bo definitely flash. Like, <laughs> what was wrong with boss? He was a good contributor. I'm def first of all, I'm definitely They could have got it done without boss. Okay, well, if you That's consider if you consider LeBron the leader, I'm Braun. No. Wade was the leader. Okay, so I'm I'm flash. That's, you're, you're, I'm flash. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm flash. Don't yeah, that's I'll, I'll be Ray Allen before Bosch. Like I'll What's be the wrong with Bosch? Come in. I'm hey, every time I'm here, I'm hitting. I ain't Bosch was like, Bosch was a part of the big three. Ray Allen wasn't. He was just like go, like goofy to me. I couldn't be Bosch. Bosch contributed contributed at a high level. I think he's an amazing person on the court, off the court. But it's just like how he was walking and stuff. I can't be like he was. And it wasn't believable. Well, one of y'all got to be Bosch because He tried to act like Kevin yeah. Garnett. was like, we don't believe that anger. Yeah. Like, well, I'm Flash, so which one's Bosch? I, I like what B said. I'll let yeah, B determine. Ray Allen You're Ray Allen? Ray okay, Allen. coming with the corner I'm shot sniping. game yeah. six. Okay. Brian mindset was weak during that time, though. I don't know I'm definitely don't like Flash, that. so I don't care. I'll well, anyway, <laughs> getting back to the topic of super teams, in the NFC, there's a big four, and it's their quarterbacks. You have Dak, Purdy, Hurts, and Goff. So who do you guys trust the most out of this big four, and who do you trust <clears throat> the least? Be nice. Mm. Let's be nice. Go ahead, Beefla. Who you going with? So the most, I trust Purdy the most, right? Because Shanahan's not going to put him in bad situations. He's going to stick to the run. He's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. He's going to let him get in sync, in rhythm, and when the fourth quarter comes, he goes just let him have his way. He knows this is one coach that knows how to put his quarterback in the best position to win. I can't say that about any of these other quarterbacks besides golf. Like, they take care of golf in Detroit, right? They don't ask him to go out and throw 30 times a game. They limit his throws, but I just don't trust him in the playoffs. Even though he's been to the Super Bowl, right. I'm going to just go with Purdy because I think he's going to be that much more efficient. Right. Man, this is that's a great question, um, Ashley. I think from a playmaking standpoint, if someone had to make a play, I would go with Purdy. But as far as trust, I trust the best leader out of the four. Who's the best leader out of the four? I mean, Dak and think? Hurts are right Dak. here. It's Dak Prescott? Dak and Hurts, like, right here. No, it Leadership ain't even there, qualities. B. Come on, I'm Leadership sorry. Qualities. Hurts is up here. Hurts, to me, is one of the... Oh, he could, I thought he could, say Dak. He <laughs> could turn into one of the greatest leaders we've seen in, in the NFL. He's like that. You go back to his college days, man, how he responded and talked to the media when he was pulled in the national championship game for Tua. And then when he got to, what was it, Oklahoma, full uniform after games, big wins and working out, like leading the way, bouncing back from that. And then doing the same thing here in Philly. So, like, he makes plays, but I trust him because, bro, it's just like, he's the dude that these dudes want to follow. He's the dude that a lot of these kids want to be like. So, the answer for me is Hurts. But I can see an argument for Purdy. I can see, I can see it, an argument for all these why guys. Are we not, well, before, I'm going to push back on something that you said real quick. Why is it that Bur Brock Purdy's more of a leader than Jalen Hurts? I never said he was more of a leader. Well, you said you trust him more. Meaning in the game, like he's going to make the right throws. In the playoffs, yeah. I, can, I can trust him not to turn the ball over. 
I can turn him not to put the ball in harm's way, not hold on the ball too you long. You can't trust Jalen Hurts to do that? I can't. Did, I, I can't. Last year. In what way can you not trust him to do that? The seven interceptions he have this year. He had seven interceptions in total last Brock year. Brock Purdy lost to a backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I understand that, but that's one off game, right? When you have seven interceptions in all last year, you have seven interceptions don't in the first to me couple about weeks having this year. Because I've been what, there. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't think that. For me, the interceptions, like, again, and we have this conversation all the time, and, and I do this with Dak too, because, yes, Dak has interceptions that are solely his fault, but everybody knows that the interceptions, whether the fault of the quarterback or not, go onto their stat line. A lot of the times, if you actually look at the X's and the O's of how those interceptions happened, there's a handful of them that don't, it's not Dak actually throwing the ball into the opposing defense. It's the wide receiver not doing what they're supposed to be doing, not catching those passes. And the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I think that it's very easy to go ahead and just put the generic interception stat line on a quarterback and not actually dive into how those interceptions happened. Wait. That's dra- those are two drastically different things. Oh, uh, my I, goodness. I, I can't I, believe I, you. <laughs> go ahead. They, they're two go, drastically different go, things. Go, I will say this. We have to judge off what we've been seeing this year. Only this year. Hurts don't look as in sync with his offense as he did last year with his new OC. I agree. So I have to just go by that. He has been off all season. And that's all I'm – if he's been off all season and Purdy only been off one game, and he still played but well. You but, 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 he's that, but he's that type of person, going back to mindset and everything I was talking about from a leadership standpoint, but now let's look at the mindset part of it. He, If anybody can correct it, it's him. We haven't even hit midseason yet. So, like, you, he's the type of dude right now, what is it, Monday? They don't have a game. They just play. He's watching film right now. He's, He don't even need to listen to people like us talk about these seven interceptions. He's like, like damn, how do I get back here? I got to get back here. If anybody's going to correct it and self-check, it'll be him. Wait, who, who is your quarterback that you're picking? That I trust the that most? That you trust the most. I mean, obviously, I'm going to pick my quarterback. Like, I'm not going to pick Jalen Hurts. Like, I'm well, not going to pick Jalen Hurts. Are you saying that because of your heart, or do you really believe that in your mind that you trust Dak I will say, th- I'm going to say this. I will say this about Dak. It, the, it's, it's muddy waters right now, but I have seen Dak when he needs to perform, perform. I have seen the guys rally around him. Like, and I think that's a testament of a leader. Now, does it always, I, right now, is it hard to make that case? Yes, I'm not going to negate that. Right now, would I say out of the four quarterbacks on the screen, do I trust him the most? No, I'm picking him because he's my quarterback. Right. But I will say when Brandon speaks about a leader, I think that that's drastically, I think when we talk about strictly leadership, I think Dak's a phenomenal leader. And I think there's a, t- there's a testament, his relationship with his guys, especially in that locker room. I think it's a relationship. I think it's also how he remains cool under pressure. You never see Dak on the sidelines throwing iPads. You never see him screaming and yelling at his receivers. He's very calm, cool, and collective. So Here- yes, it may not always result in wins, but when it comes to having that composure, Dak's a phenomenal leader. Like, you need the head of the snake to be the calmest No, 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 no. Here's my problem with Dak's leadership, right? There's a difference. It's passive? No, Dak, yes. But what's wrong with being passive? You never see Jalen Hurts on the sideline yelling and screaming. No, you don't see him. You see him give a look like A.J. Brown. Let's talk about this inside. Dak... My thing with Dak is when you when, when it hits the fan, and it's not my thing with Dak. I'm not even gonna sound like that, cause it, you know it's not that serious. But like when it hits the fan, is Dak capable looking at one of those uh, uh, Micah Parsons and be like, "Sit your ass down, bro." 
Is he capable of saying, we need this? I haven't seen him get uncomfortable in a leadership role. I've seen it, it, that's the crazy thing with Jalen Hurts is that he just got this demeanor and this just look just listen to him in his post game speeches to the team when they're breaking it down. It's like Ray Lewis is sitting there. Ain't nobody disrespecting him. AJ Brown tried it. He looked at him like he was crazy and said, I got you, bro. See, we sleep. We sleeping on Purdy right now. How did Purdy gain his respect from the 49ers last year? His, Executing. First, his first start. They said when he came from scout team, he cussed everybody out in practice because they was half assing. And uh, and uh, when he when he became the starter, they're like we weren't running our routes right. Like we was letting blocks go. I was getting touched, and he stopped the practice, cussed everybody out, and said we starting this over. Like well, what, what is that? Purdy did that as a rookie. Look it up. Shut up. Look at him. Well, well, really? Hold on. Hold on. Trent this Williams is a interview. Listen what? to what the Forty Nine ers said. Like, oh, that's how he gained that well, respect. What does that matter? Like, he, that's he a big deal. No, no, what I'm saying is, so y'all sleeping on his leadership. No, I'm not. I'm not. We'll pull it up later on in the week. I'm not shooting. I'm not sleeping on anything. What I'm saying is, why? Why is? A, why is a testament of a good leader who's the most vocal? Like, there are leaders who don't even have to say much, it's but you, look, locker room. you give them a look and you know. People made that same, made that same, taking it to basketball real quick. What was one thing that people used to knock Jokic all about? Oh, he's too passive, he's too chill. But you know what? When he speaks, they listen. You don't always have to be the loudest in the room, I, I the agree. most aggressive in the room to get the most respect. Actually, like, you got, you got that's 50, not, that's you got not how it always You got 53 works. guys in the locker room that's all lions and that's all like alphas. Every one of them is the man where they come from. I'm not talking Football about mindset. not having a, I know, a bass in your voice when you speak. You don't, you don't have, have to, to be the loudest in the room to be respected. You don't have to, but when, when like, with, the reason why that was, like, exciting for me, if Brock Purdy did that in his first practice after being handed the ball as a starter, that's when everybody, those alphas, those lines, like, oh, that's the head lion. But when they so, executed so, after that, that right? Was the most impressive. Last points so, on this guy. And guys, so, real like, quick. It, Dak. The reason why I'm saying it, because Dak is for sure. The, the way I look at Dak is like, oh, that's the picture of being a true pro. I don't look at Dak as this is the picture of being the best leader. And I don't know how he leads day to day. But when you got guys that are tripping, guys out of line, there there needs to be a certain uh, 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 tone that you have to be comfortable with, and I haven't seen Dak necessarily embrace that. Well, listen, the question was which quarterback do you trust the most? For me, it's Jalen Hurts. Sorry, Dak, right now it's Oh, you switched Hurts. it? Oh, you switched it. I said I'm only picking him because he's my quarterback, but <laughs> okay. if I actually had to pick a quarterback I trust the most, right now it's Jalen Hurts. Out of the four guys on the screen, Jalen Hurts has my pick. So there's that. We're going to talk a little bit of J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jets, because we showed you a video earlier of Aaron Rodgers, who just about a month ago had surgery to repair a torn Achilles. He was on the field pregame before the Jets upset the Eagles and was throwing passes. Now, the Jets are currently 500, and Rodgers himself recently said, do not rule out a return from him this season. So, guys, are we buying that the Jets can stay afloat? before Rodgers possibly returns. Not in that division. Like, Buying it, we did. We're going into the bye. We already did. We are, you, the question's already answered. We're three and three going into the bye. Isn't that a, it's isn't that what we week want? Week six, so, I mean, there's a lot like of- Y'all hanging on by a thread like being a, 500. Like. <laughs> so it's the Philadelphia Eagles, right? That's what we just said, why you ain't want to pick yeah. them as a dominant team. Y'all hanging on by a thread. I just think the division too tough. Like, I, I don't, the Jets have a great championship defense, but it's going to take more than that to be, you talking about a playoff contention in the AFC? Like, we just got to get in. 
B, that's what this whole get conversation is. Get in and do what? Just get in. You see Aaron Rodgers over there like this, throwing it. Why that boy look good? Why that boy look good? Can, can, I, can we be serious for a second? Though, I right? am being serious. No, can we be serious what for a second? What are you second? talking about? Because let's, 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 let's really like talk about this for a second. Aaron Rodgers is what, 40? Yeah, don't. Okay, okay. go. Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. Okay, he's coming off of an Achilles situation. Now, is it miraculous that he's up, moving around, throwing passes? I guess, if you're impressed by that kind of stuff, right? B-Flow, like he said, he didn't tear his arm. His <laughs> bicep, you know what I mean? So, do you, if the Jets can stay afloat, can go ahead and get into the playoffs, creep into the playoffs, any which way or form, do you even want Aaron Rodgers in that situation? You don't know. Let's, let's be, let me, hear me out here. It's an Achilles injury at 40 years old. I don't care how fast he's progressing. Do you even want to take that gamble for the following season for something that they're not going to the yes. Super Bowl? They're not going to the Super Bowl. What? Yes. You want to take a gamble with Aaron Rodgers going fresh to the Super Bowl? off of an Achilles if we, if we, injury. You're saying if, is it, we have a chance to get into the playoffs? No. Or? You're already, let's say you're already made it into the playoffs. You creeped in. Hell out. yeah. You creeped into the playoffs. Let's make it even, let's make it even harder. You have a chance oh, to get into the harder. playoffs. You want Aaron Rodgers in either of those scenarios all fresh three off of an scenarios. Achilles? Yes, yes, and yes, He's absolutely. He's 40 years They're, old, fresh off an Achilles and that's injury. Why. And that's why. It's because you came here. We didn't know if you were coming for one season. But what he ended up doing is saying, I'm probably going to play two to three. Right? That's not a big window. But they're not going to win. That's not a big window. How do we not know? How Brandon. Do we, and you just see they got a legendary defense. Brandon. You have a running game. Hold on, hold on. So we're talking about December, January? When it get a little sticky, get a little rainy, get a little foggy, get a little snowy, it, the conditions change. Even more and guess so what? the point. You got a defense and you got a hell of a running game. Brees Hall, it seemed like every time, every 10 times he touched the ball, he's about to pop something. So like, yes, you bring him Brandon. back. You're talking about a 40-year-old coming off an injury, uh, Achilles what injury we, three what months. Did, what did we have, what did we have the conversation about with Joe Burrow? Four. Joe Burrow is four months. Joe Burrow is 25 years old, 26 years old, right? 25 around that age. Sit him down. He, Joe Burrow is coming off, is playing with a calf situation, and he hasn't been 100. percent And I, he's half the age of this, Aaron Rodgers. This is what I mean, Aaron and Rodgers he's being to do. affected drastically. You want Aaron Rodgers at 40 years old, which is dinosaur years That's in football, right. coming into a game, coming into a season, whether it's playoffs, whether they're trying to get into yes, the playoffs. Yes, this is what I want Aaron Rodgers to do. What if, hey, what if hey, he gets hey, hurt? Defense, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Oh, you know what on. they did? I, what, please help me out here, please. They, because I saw it all on Twitter and everything. They made Jalen Hurts look uh, goofy. They made uh, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, look, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts look goofy. And there was another third no. quarterback. That's what Coach Sala just B. said. So the, defense, should not come the, back de the defense is right where they need to be. What, you mean to tell me if Aaron Rodgers can't do this? Huh? Hand the ball off. Huh? Hand the ball Was off. Was he not handling the ball sit, off when he got sit, his Achilles injury sit, in the first place? You just said Kobe Bryant. You just said Kobe Bryant. Basketball, Did football, that. two okay. different sports. So here we go. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Blue 32, blue 32. Oh, it's quarters. Yeet, yeet, yeet. Get in the right situation. Huh? He can't do this in a pocket. And then boom, uh, let Brandon, it go. What, let me, let was he, what was he doing when he tore his Achilles in the first place? It don't matter. Let, let me say, you let me say this real quick, What was he doing when he tore his Achilles it, in the first listen, place? Let me, let me say this. I'm going to look into my a, camera right now. <laughs> we need a drug test, B. <laughs> like, seriously. He's on the same B, stuff did and you see, on. Did you see how much he got hit when he can move? So you think if he's immobile, teams in the playoffs, I ain't going to come at him left and right. 
And then you talk about him possibly getting injured for next, next year. Season. So you're not going to have him for a whole entire year. You take year. that gamble for like, you what? Take that, and you're not even you're you're not not going the favorite to the... when you make making Ooh, a playoff look, 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 anyway. Look, 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 look. You, want him, you want him in the pocket? <laughs> That's it, right there. You yes. want him in the pocket with oh pressure coming and, out and guess what? Let me And guess what happened? Come on. You sound look at that. crazy, look at that. Oh my Brandon. goodness, looks so good. It's only a month out. Just imagine oh where he's going to be in month three and month four when they right where they need to be. B, hold on, time out. Let me ask you a question, B. Let me ask you a question. Did you play against Peyton Manning? Yeah. A couple times, right? A couple times. What was he really good at in the Eli, man? And Eli, did you play against Eli? I played both. You played both. Was it hard to sack them? Yeah, because they got the ball Not out of their hands 50, quick. Not a Super Bowl 50, it wasn't. They got the ball out of their hands quick, right? And what but else did they do? They felt that pressure, they got down. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play like that? But he's that? not that quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is very mobile in the pocket. You know that's A-Rod. He move in the pocket well. Like, that is his biggest asset. He know how to step up. He know how to move right. He know how to move left and put it on the money. He doesn't even really know how to stay in one place. Like, that's what Eli and Peyton does. Like, they know they can't move. So they game their whole career been off, I'm standing in the pocket and I'm letting the ball go quick. That ain't A-Rod. That's why he got hit so much week one. He like, yo, y'all got to hold up. But like, great players adjust, that. though, don't they? Do you? Not my question for you, 20 years then, in their career. Let's go ahead and make because I, I think Aaron Rodgers coming back this season at all would be a drastic mistake. It's unnecessary. But let's say he does. Yep. Do you trust that Jets defense enough to, to fill the voids of what Aaron Rodgers is probably not going to be able to do? Let's go back to Super Bowl 50. Peyton Manning was a shell of himself. Yep. Who won that Super Bowl? The defense. The defense. Do you right. trust this Jets defense to go ahead and win games? Because Aaron Rodgers, I don't care what type of freaky deaky, um, you know, so, so medical things that he has going on and what alternative right. medicine. He is 40 years old coming off an don't Achilles matter. injury, and that matters. You just said science. Hit. It matters, Science may help you speed up the you process a little bit faster than normal, but that doesn't mean that you should come back and play football. I seen this man. I told you this. I got goosebumps coming back. Oh I said, Ashley, I was just in Orange County or Laguna Beach, California, hosting a seven on seven. I seen Aaron Rodgers in the pocket, seven on seven, okay? But he just stood there, just standing, no drop back, no nothing. Look to the left and throw a no look, go ball to the right, 45 yards down the field to Terrell Owens. Never seen anything like that. He don't need no legs. This is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Can you imagine any of those scenarios you're talking about? How that's going to galvanize the fans? How it's going to galvanize the it's team? It's going to galvanize it when Aaron he gets Rogers hurt. Aaron is back. Everybody's going to play better. And yes, I believe in the defense. Ashley, 100%. Look what they just did. Walk off, interception, no problem. Y'all y'all just feeding it to Aaron Rodgers. You know what? He, he hates the media. He loves trolling the media. Yeah. He put this out here like, let me go ahead and rev yeah, them up sure. so he, they can go ahead and talk. Like, and he Aaron will not step on that field. Even I don't care if he felt great. He not stepping on that yeah, field. Yeah, Brandon, you lost your mind. Like, Listen, bet, bet. we're gonna go. Gonna we're we're not going to bet right now. Hoodie, we're not betting. What is it, goodies? We're not betting. We're going to Word on the Tweet. Listen, this is, we're, it is time now for Word on the Tweet. And tonight we have the Cowboys taking center stage once again, this time Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Now, Cowboys beat reporter Todd Archer tweeted the Jets do the Jets do the Cowboys a massive favor by beating the Eagles. Now, can the Cowboys come up with a Monday win against the Chargers? Uh, Brandon, do you see the Cowboys catching the Eagles for the NFC East crown? I wanted to, you know, and I picked the, the Cowboys to represent um, the NFC in the Super Bowl. 
what we talked about earlier, it scares me as far as like Dak Prescott and CD not being on the same page. Even For when now. you're in a situation, it's three and three. Yeah, but the really good teams, the real contenders, it doesn't matter if they're sitting at three or three or six and no, they always stay in, they keep things in house and they always stay on the same page. They're not aligned. They don't have an identity. And so the answer is no, they're not going to catch the Eagles. They're not. They're not. Too much dysfunction. They won't win tonight, but they will win the division. I'll say that. <laughs> they, they won't win tonight. The Chargers actually will win by 10, unless the Cowboys defense can get two or more turnovers because the Chargers can score. Mm. They can score fast. They don't get to the red zone and kick three. Like, they put up seven, just like the 49ers did. The Cowboys are not going to score in the red zone. So if the defense is not scoring or giving the Cowboys extra possessions, like, this go get ugly for the Cowboys tonight mm. out in L.A. All right, mm. final predictions. Brandon, Chargers, Cowboys, what you got? Damn, B just convinced me, man. Like, I love hearing B talk about ball um, and the way he just broke down red zone, all of that, like, because it's about scoring points. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to ride with B. Brandon. And then I ain't riding with the Chargers. I'm riding with you. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced Chargers me. Chargers by 10. I don't know about that. Chargers by 10. I got Cowboys by 7. You want to you want to do a bet, yeah, little bet. He's not invested enough. That's fine. You gotta Why be. Do I have to, you you gotta be bet. invested. I don't even like no, you can like, only bet with someone who's invested in the opposite team or he, the team's playing. He's not invested. He enough played for the Chargers. For the Chargers. But like, he's he not invested for like he teams. was with the Broncos Chiefs game. He's invested. Bro, let me let me wait till Thursday. Like let me uh, let me feel this out a little bit. Thursday. Thursday the game. Tonight. The game happened oh. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What? You don't got to bet me. I'm okay with not betting. Brandon's the, the yeah, bet pusher I, I, here. Yeah, the bet pusher. The All right, guys, listen, we are approaching the end of today's show. So let's get to the bottom line of this weekend in the NFL. Brandon, what needs to be said? B-Flow, what needs to be said? What is the bottom line of this weekend in the NFL? The major takeaway. For, for me, I go back to what we talked about earlier. It's just like... Um, I, I know who, who the, the real dogs are and the, the teams are, and I feel like a lot of us know, but there is more parity. Like, you know, it's any given Sunday. So when we get to that real ball post-Thanksgiving, anybody could potentially knock off anybody, and that's what I'm, what I'm enjoying about this season and where the NFL is, and it's been there the last two, two, two and a half years. My take is I'm picking it back off what, what you said. I'm piggybacking up what we don't know. We don't know who the best team in the NFC is. Well, right now, 49ers, slightly. We don't know who the best team in the AFC. We might say the Chiefs, but slightly. Hey, it's gonna be, this is going to be the best playoffs that we ever had this year. The best? The best. No clear favorite. I, I said that last that. year with the I NBA. Think that I feel the same way about the NBA. I agree yeah. with that. It's, it's, it's very wide open. Um, I feel like, again, it's still very early in the season. I do think that teams will start separating themselves closer to right. Thanksgiving and will maybe have a little bit more of a clearer playoff picture about, you know, who are the leaders, who are the pretenders, you know, things like that. I think it's still too soon to tell. I will say it is interesting, though, a lot of teams um, that you thought were going to come out hot are a little bit lagging. I feel like that's an interesting yeah, point. I also yeah. feel like we're seeing a lot more of these just <laughs> detrimental injuries to, to major players, key players across the league, across teams. Um, I think right now is where 
we are still trying to figure out the identities of this team, and teams are still trying to figure out their own identities. The Chiefs are winning. They're not playing great. Eagles are winning. They're not playing great. Cowboys still trying to figure out who they are. Right. Chargers still trying to, you know, lock some wins in from themselves. The Dolphins, high and low. The Bills, Broncos. high and drastically low. The Broncos are done. The Broncos are <laughs> the Broncos aren't in the conversation. You ever see that meme of, like, from family guy and they're all putting their hands in and then someone with the, the peg arm and they're like, no, 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 you don't, that's the Broncos. The Broncos have the peg arm. They can't, really? they can't come into the circle. So? No. Yeah, 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 the Broncos sure. are done. 100%. 100%. I just, you know, let's just, let's just, you know, hopefully Russ stays healthy. That, I think that's all we're we're looking all for because right. their season's a wash. Let's ride. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm doping. <laughs> but you know what? Um, Until this, before we go. We're almost done. The show's almost well, over. Yeah, we're, we're almost over. But before we go, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but last week, Brandon decided to ride with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And we told him it was a bad idea. We, we tried to get him to, you know, rethink his decision. But he stood on this very table and gave this declaration of love to Russell Wilson and the, and the Denver Broncos and said, the most winningest quarterback, you know what I mean, of the uh, of ever, the most winningest quarterback, the, the look at the numbers, look at the stats. <laughs> Uh, top five in, in passer completion percentage. <laughs> Seven. You know, look at the numbers, Yours Russ. Attempt, nine The magician, things, Russell Wilson, he can do it. If you want to make money, let's ride, ride, <laughs> ride into the, the winner's circle. Well, the Broncos rode all right to one and five. So because of that, we had a little bet on this very set, and it was between B-Flow and Brandon Marshall. Now, had the Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs, B-Flow would have had to got up here and sing <coughs> my goodies from Sierra, you know, breakout single. Dang, I wanted that. But um, <laughs> instead, Brandon Marshall has to go ahead and sing some Taylor Swift. Now, he's been preparing for this all night, I'm told. Um, I'm told, there we go. We, we're, we're getting his iPad situation locked up. It has the music and the lyrics, and uh, it is about time for Brandon mm. to sing Taylor Swift's breakout song, Shake It Off. Right now? Right now. Do you want right to warm up? Or do you, oh, we got the lights. Yeah. It is all moody. We'll bring this a little bit closer so you have it. So, first I'll press, off, I'll press we, play for you when you're ready. Before we get into it, though, did, were y'all not nervous a little bit, though? No, I was, right right. There. I was nervous. <laughs> you have my goodies? You think I wanted to say my goodies? <laughs> Bro, they was good. Yeah, I was actually, I know he was sweating because I was like, ooh, it's going to be good. The defense was trash all year. And then all of a sudden, Thursday night football against Patrick Mahomes, they start playing well. Yeah. Offensively, y'all can't score three touchdowns. Uh, Too late to talk about it now. Do you, do you, do you want to give the audience any any uh Yeah, so here we go. Uh, I want to debut my singing career here Here's on paper. Your route. fake microphone. You can hold it. Here we go. That. All right, here we go. Boom. They not paying us. I'm gonna do this. Okay, go here ahead. Here we go. Bam. <laughs> all right, you ready? Go ahead. And <clears throat> action, folks. Here we go. Uh-oh. Hold on. Okay, wait, wait. Technical difficulties. Hold on. Take off the Bluetooth. Okay, hold on. Let's try this again. Here we go. All right. Hey. <laughs> hey. Stay out too late. Mm-hmm. Get nothing in my brain. 
That's always what people say. Mm-mm. That's what people say. Mm-mm. Love of many dates. But I can't make him stay. At least a few people say. Mm-mm. That's why people say. Oh, oh, that's not it yet. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop moving. Like I got my music in my mind. I can't see it. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta take the chorus. Hey, all right. Cause the player's gonna play, 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 play. And the haters gonna hate, 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 hate. I'm gonna shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, shake it off. Ooh, ooh. And y'all have me. <laughs> good. Wait a minute. Keep going. What? <laughs> Fake. Baby, I'm. Shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, shake it off. Never miss a beat. I miss a lot of beats. I'm lightning in my feet. That's what they don't see. Uh-uh. That's why. That's it. That's We're going to give you. You got to sing one more wait. chorus. One more chorus? You got to wait till the chorus comes in, and then you're done. See, that's the problem. Nobody knows Taylor Swift's songs. Everyone knows this song. You're just not singing it right. Hey, OK, ready? The Swifties. Losing, can't stop, won't stop grooving. There you go. It's like I got this music in my mind saying it's all gonna right, be all moment. right. Cause the players wanna play, 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 play. And the haters wanna hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, shake it off. Look at that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Well if you didn't see this live, right? <laughs> B had a weird light skin squint when he was doing the little dance. He had a weird little pelvic thrust that he was doing. In the words of a wise man, B, Trash. Yeah. Like, Trash one of the two. What? Zero. How would you rate that performance? Nah, I would have definitely killed my goodies, dog. I don't know. That, no, that I was, I got to get that a zero. What I you know. think, Ash? It's so different. I gave, I think the dancing was great. What? <laughs> it was a nice, <laughs> nice touch. Um, it didn't seem like you studied the flow of the song well enough. You kind of, you, yeah. you, you were starting to get it a little bit towards the end. Um, we got to make another bet and run don't, it back. Don't, you know, don't put your day job is what I would say. <laughs> Let's see. On a scale one through five, chat, five being the best, one being the worst. Go ahead and rate Brandon's mm. performance of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. Let's see. Let's see what the chat thinks. We'll take it to a vote. Yeah, it was, uh, Somebody said a one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. You know what? <laughs> You're a good sport, though. It's like the Denver Broncos. It's not over. <laughs> I'm going to prepare. I'm going to work harder next time, and I'll be ready. It's difficult. Aaliyah, like Aaliyah Cardi gave you a five. Thank you. That's Belly good. That gave you sweet. a four. <laughs> She's being nice. Anybody <laughs> gave me over a two. Betty gave nice. you a five. Someone said 0.2. <laughs> we got some threes. We got a two and a half. We got a zero. Christy O uh, gave you an eight. Look at that. See, Christy O, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. Two for No, effort. listen, I will say this, though. Um, I, I see it going into this bet in this game that this is the last time I'm going with my gut, right? I'm gonna go with my head. You know, I'm not going with my heart anymore. You know, you guys obviously know I was drafted to the Denver Broncos. I ride with uh, Russ um, always. Um, but now moving forward, it's real ball. Just like what you had to do today, right? We asked you yeah. who, who, what quarterback you trust the most. Initially, you wanted to go with Dak, and then you said, let me go with Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna do that moving forward. Well, I mean, Listen, if you ever want to get out the media game, you can try to set it up where you get 
get into the music game. Music is a good sport. Producer behind the scenes. You should totally send this to Russell Wilson and say, like, this is what I do because I ride for you so hard. No, I'm done. Ain't you know? no, listen, we got one more <laughs> this is, ride. This is what you got me into. Until they're mathematically out of it, I'm still going to have hope, right? And, and, and but, you know, so I am going to continue to ride with Russ, um, but it's getting tough. So part two when a game in Denver. Huh? We betting part two? Let's win. Game is <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? I'll do it right Let's now because I ain't scary like you. Wait, what's the bet? We Same we'll bet? figure it out when it comes. Oh, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, no, listen. I want to hear my goodies. No, we can't keep going on my goodies. Like you don't want my goodies? goodies? Nah, I don't my want goodies. my goodies. No, you got to do goodies. my goodies. Nah, <laughs> he had to croak and everything. Listen, if you guys are listening on Sirius XM Faction Talk 103, thank you so much for tuning in. But if you want to go ahead and actually see Brandon sing Taylor Swift, make sure you check out Man, the I Am bad. Athlete YouTube page for all the paper route live streams and all the good video content. Um, until then, I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. This is Brandon Flowers, and this is Brandon Swift. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> See you guys. October 29th. It's coming up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.